Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Crater here with the Larry Crater Leadership Podcast. So glad you've joined us today. With me in the studio today are Brian and Kim Zimmerman. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Hey, it's great to have you here. We're going to talk about leadership. We always do. Learning these things about leadership, these things that can help others in leadership, obviously, especially younger leaders, but really anyone. I learn so much here as I interview people week after week. And then you guys, it seems like forever. And, yeah. and we're going to really focus today on what you've learned about leadership through the house-to-house microchurch network that you lead uh, with, I think, 12, 12, 12 yes. churches coming, or new right. coming up. It's amazing. So anyway, Brian, I'm going to start with you, <clears throat> and uh, and you both jump in here, however this works. You know, let's talk, talk about your story a bit. I mean, Kim had you on before and yeah. told your story a bit. Let's just issue your personal story a little bit, how you grew up, how you came to Christ. We just do a few minutes on that, and then we'll get into the microchurch stuff and leadership stuff you learned from that. So talk to me. You grew up in Lancaster County, right? I did, yeah. Born in, in Lancaster County, um, raised uh, in the Brethren Church. We have that in common. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A good conservative background there. Really? And uh, at a young age, my parents uh, divorced. And so through that time, my my father actually came to know Christ. And so we had started attending a spirit-filled charismatic church mm-hmm. uh, in Lancaster County. And I grew up in that church. Okay. And um, <clears throat> through my teens, got involved in a youth group. And after I graduated, I met Kim. Uh, we were in high school together, and we started dating my senior year. Uh, and then after graduation, we started working with our youth group okay. in that same church, local church. Uh, gave leadership there with the other leaders. And after a few years of that, they'd ask us to pastor that youth group. So that was really our first experience in leading something uh, as a young couple. So you guys were high school sweethearts. We were. (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. So cool. And then talk about anything you remember learning about leadership as you were doing the whole youth group thing, you know, pastoring young people and all that. They gave you that opportunity. Do you remember anything you picked up there about leadership? Say, oh, I remember one thing. Or maybe something you wish you would have done or did wrong. Well, I think... Or maybe you're the perfect mo- leaders. No. Most of my experiences during that, they were great memories, but I learned a lot about not how to lead. Like oh, the yeah. wrong way of leadership yeah. and and leading from not being in a healthy place. Okay. And, uh, you know, after three years of pastoring uh, the youth and working with them and, and other leaders involved with us, uh, God just pulled us away from that and mm-hmm. took me into a place where he really started to minister to me and show me what healthy leadership was uh, and how to lead the right way and how not to lead. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it was a real it was a real time of I feel like it was a dark time, but it really wasn't. It was a time of reawakening and just, yeah, yeah it was amazing. We started investing in people and started right. seeing the difference right. in a shepherding and discipleship versus program. Correct. That's so key. Yeah. yeah. Rather than investing in a program, you're investing in exactly. people. Yes. And that's a key for leadership. That is the yep. key. That's the Jesus style. I mean, Jesus yep. did that. Paul the Apostle did that. Yeah. We're called to do that's the same correct. deal. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. Okay, so then uh, you also, weren't you elders in your church also? Yeah, I was an elder. You were an elder. <clears throat> and actually, uh, toward the end of our time with that church, was asked to pastor our life group ministry, our small group ministry. And I would say in that time, I had really begun to apply what I learned in those years where we had stepped away for a season, um, just in in working with people and investing in people, growing people and releasing people to to lead what God was telling them to do, even in the small group ministry, uh, and not make it be about a program of small groups, but... Well, the truth is, small group leadership, small group ministry prepares people yeah. to be microchurch leaders Absolutely. or even community church leaders or whatever. Yeah. That's the place to start. So we're going to be focusing now the rest of our time on microchurch and what mm-hmm. you've learned about microchurch. And for everybody that's listening today, we've got a great deal for you. If you go on Amazon, the book Microchurch Network, uh, five days, next five <laughs> days, a free book. So here's your chance, a free ebook, obviously. We also have audiobook on there. We've got, mm-hmm. you know regular paperback book and all that too but the free one is the ebook so here's your chance to get that i want to mention that now talk to us about microchurch i mean this is so controversial i mean it's not as controversial as it was 20 years ago but because today we see god doing this all over the world you know in china you know in india and africa now in usa and central america and on and on we see it happening talk to us about your journey the two Mm -hmm. of you into starting a microchurch and what is that? Uh, mm-hmm. We know some people say house church, some people say microchurch. Right. Right. Talk to me about that. Well, for us, I mean, it really began, uh, we were not looking to start a house church, a microchurch, or any plant, anything. We right. really were working with people. Right. We had yeah. several friends uh, that were in the same process of just really wanting to know more about God, understand His Word, and a couple of ladies approached Kim about getting together with her sure. to dive into the Word better. They were watching her life right. and seeing how the Word was just coming alive in her. Right. And so that's really how it began for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, so they started coming every week, and then they started coming earlier. <laughs> and I, like they said, we would jo- have supper together. Like They, they were sure. coming right from work, and I said, well, bring, bring food so we can share. So just naturally and organically, it's began this house church where we were eating together and then we'd spend like three hours in the word together and then one started bringing her husband and another you know and so by that time we started having men and women and i said brian why don't you join us because some of these guys have questions that i think they need to hear your perspective and so very naturally it just turned into actually it was you that told us <laughs> but like we have this group meeting in our house and we're studying the word and we're having a meal together and we're we're together two times a week and we're just growing and learning and you're like well that's a house church <laughs> so and, yeah it, it was discipleship right it right. really started as discipleship and again investing in people yeah. helping them understand the word walking together in fellowship through you know having a meal together and worshiping together and praying for each other and living life together living life yeah. together in, in our home uh they were not it, living in our home <laughs> no, no right but that right. evening when we met sure and uh yeah and it just be it just became this natural family unit experiencing christ together and this is like 10 11 oh, oh it's probably longer, even it's longer, longer than that it's yeah. probably and do you still have some people in yes. micro church today yeah. who were there in the beginning yep we that's do. amazing we do. yeah we did it probably i would say two or three years before we actually, I think, met yeah. up with you, Larry, and you called it out and said, well, you have a house church. So it's right. probably 15 plus years that we've been doing it, I would say. And and again, what happened is because we were investing in people, our leadership started to grow from that. Yeah, okay. Like when we good. were just doing programs, we were exhausted 
and burnt out every week. But when we started investing in people and investing in the Word of God with people, we became alive and our gifts began to flow. So some of our leadership just kind of happened naturally as we were just doing what was in us to do. Okay, so you guys were leading this group you called Shift eventually, is that Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And helping people's lives shift toward Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's great. And then uh, as we began to pray about what does this mean, there's another couple, a few people who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, let's do a network yeah. together, right? Yeah. It's like two. It was yes. like, you started with two, like 10 years ago, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh, and used some different names, but landed on the House to House Microchurch Network, which you guys lead today. You lead the Apostolic Leadership team for that. Now, let's talk about how how some other churches got started how did that happen you, you built a network so you're you know there's you're you're in leadership of the shift of course of shift but also in leadership of this network now mm-hmm. of, within a couple of weeks 12 right yeah, yeah. 12 churches a growing network of churches and you know when i talk to you guys you're talking about dozens and hundreds in the future so we believe that's gonna happen i believe that's right that, yeah <laughs> I believe it's gonna happen right. and even networks of networks really <clears throat> help it's really investing in people Absolutely. who are investing in people who are investing in people. It's 2 Timothy 2.2, I mean, basically. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you remember that all happened. What are some other churches like? Because you and I both know that every microchurch is different. A lot of people, they think people in house church are just mad at the church. We <laughs> love the body of Christ. We love, you know, we call community church and meet in their buildings on Sundays. It's awesome. And small groups and even mega church is great. Right. But we, you guys know what you're called to. Right. And you are called to micro church. And of course you breathe, eat and breathe that. Yeah. So yeah. You are. Talk about more about how this happened and what you learned about leadership in that whole process. Okay. Well, yeah, I think for many years uh, early in the network, we, we had two or three churches and uh, I mean, obviously, our heart, I think, for the network, we were not in leadership in the network at that time, but our heart was to see the network grow. Right. But we weren't focusing on growth of a network right. or of adding churches. We were focusing on people. Yes. And so, even for Kim and I within our own church, came to a place after a few years of, okay, is there more for sure. not just us personally, but pouring into other people right. outside of our shift church? family. And we, we were like, yes, Lord, there is. And we have capacity to do that. We feel like there's a grace for us to give leadership more, more leadership. And so we began to pray into that. And God opened the door uh, to meet a young couple that we knew the family and uh, they wanted someone to marry them. And so we walked through the process of, of premarital counseling for a year with them, uh, married them, and uh, just began to speak life into them during that whole time, getting them in the word and, and, and healed of hurts. And uh, at their wedding, on their wedding day, their friends came up and asked us if we would do the same with them a year later because they had seen the difference in their sure. friends. And so we walked through that process with them. And a year later, they were married. These are and people not involved in any church. Not, not involved never, in any church. Didn't grow okay. up in church. Uh, yeah. we're, we're pretty much on church. They knew God, right. uh, had maybe had experienced church, whether it was a Catholic upbringing or, or a Lutheran traditional, upbringing or traditional, right. um, but had not gone to church. Right. And so, yeah, again, we were not looking to start another church. We were looking at investing in, in people. people, discipling people, bringing them into the love of Jesus, teaching them the word. And out of that, after a process of what, a time frame of two, three, years, three four years yeah. maybe, uh, they came to us and said, look, we see what you're doing. We feel like we're called to have a group of our own peers, that people that we're touching base with that are feeling the same way. And so 
after walking with them another year or two in leadership, uh, they began to pastor their own house church. Um, the first year or two of them meeting as a group, we we gave oversight to right, it right. and until yeah. it was time to release it to them to, to be leaders of it. And now they are a house church in our network. And so we've just, be, and over that time, that same time frame, we were getting some emails and calls from other people, some from within our area, some from outside of our area, that were feeling the same stirring. Right. We're feeling, not that we're, they weren't mad with their church or they weren't leaving on bad terms. They were just being called to something new, right. a sure. new wineskin, a new way of meeting as a community. And uh, they wanted to push into that. So we be just began to meet with them and pray with these different individuals through those, their, each of their own uh, processes. And, um, and slowly, one by one, they began to see, yes, we're called to house church. We're called to start something in our home with another group of people. Yeah, and like... What we thought for our house church, too, is, you know, we, we talk a lot about multiplication in the house church and right. discipleship making movement. But if we as the leaders aren't willing to do it, mm-hmm. like, you know, even when I was at the worship director, it was always, you know, people are only going to follow where the leader's going. And I right. can only, you know. Right, right. And so if we as the leaders aren't willing to do what we're asking everyone else to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's that's what it takes is that we see what God's command is, is to go make disciples. And as we began to do that, it brought an excitement to shift. They began to go out and make disciples in other spheres and other areas. Uh So it's not about bringing people in. Like when you're like, we could have very easily brought these couples into shift, but they didn't really fit. They wanted their own wineskin. You know, I always say every time you open a bottle of wine, now it's an old bottle because right, it's right. it's open. And so there was a new wineskin with them and right. they didn't fit in what Shift was doing. So they have their own. And that's the same with uh, people that Shift are giving leadership to as we're pouring into them. They're going out and being leaders now and having little wineskins all around. Cool. <laughs> so the multiplication process. Absolutely. Yeah, it is true. So I remember back 10, 11 years ago, you guys, had, after you guys had started and there's other couple had started... It's like two micro churches, house churches, we call yeah. them, you know, and then that one, they, over the next probably eight years or seven years, they planted two out of that. The original, yeah. the original one, I remember, the purpose of God for that group was no longer that it stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. They planted two more. And so these churches are all different names, right? Yes. That's right. Okay. And how do you, let's get practical. How do you handle things like finance? Like, uh, do does every church have their own checkbook? Or, or what about 501c3? What's mm-hmm. that look like? Sure. So we'll start with the network. The network does have its own 501c3, which covers each church. If they choose to be a part of that, they can they can still be a part of the network uh, and, and have spiritual covering with the network and have right. their own 501c3, but sure. we do offer that for them if they want. Because we, have, we have some churches that are out of state. So right. it's easier for them to have their right. own 501c3. Right. right. And having their own 501c3 to help the ones locally right. just helps them. Yes. It helps you through the hassle and pay yeah. money and whatever. Right. That's right. So each church is its own autonomous church. It has They have their own checking accounts. Uh, they collect tithes and offerings. And then they, as their, uh, the leaders and their leadership teams, would pray and, and discern where God is saying there's to sow. Um, they give financially to the network also, which helps us to be able to, to, to take funds and pour it back into the leaders right. of each church and developing uh, other house churches also. And let's talk about training. You know, we've, I mean, obviously you train leaders, you train leaders to hold a establish a process, mm-hmm. but you also use a school. Talk right. about that, how that's worked. And we can, Good. we'll get that in the show notes for anybody because that school really, anybody in any place school, in the yeah. world yeah. can get that if they want to yeah. talk about that. That has been so valuable because, I mean, and I just talked with someone yesterday, like we're 
older. <laughs> We've been through many. I think you're really young. <laughs> I get that. We've been through a lot of leadership <laughs> training, a lot of leadership things. But what I valued when I went through the Dove Leadership School, I felt like I relearned healthy leadership with practical application mm-hmm. every session. And I felt like it was a nine-month healing leadership school. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. The, the Global Leadership School is many forms. One is oh, yeah. it's right here in Lancaster County at mm-hmm. Petra Christian Fellowship. Yeah. It's nine weekends starting in September through May, one time a month, Friday night, Saturday. And you guys went through that. Yeah. And then there's there's people throughout the nation, you know, they can do the streaming video. They can Absolutely. connect in, send questions in. Or the Global you know, Leadership Ministry School is also online. Anybody in the and you world can, take can it get it. As you oh, yeah. yeah. As, as you go, and you that's valuable, it. too. And Exactly. And uh, we've seen, I mean, you guys, I think, I think the last time I taught at that school, and we have teachers from many parts of Body Christ who teach there. I think the last time I taught there, I counted at least 25, I think, who came from the House Sales yeah, Manager Network. The network. Yeah. So that has yeah. really helped has. you and helped leaders and future leaders. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's another way to get, get trained. And obviously, we recommend books. And what are some books that have helped you? Well, I mean, I, I study leadership. I always I feel like if you know if you're in a position of leadership, you're not done. Right. <laughs> because you should always you be learning. Keep growing. You gotta right. keep growing. So I read a lot of books that were not Christian based. Like uh, Leadership is an Art by Max Dupree. Yeah. Um, it's an old book, but it's it's still quoted today in a lot of books that I sure, read currently. Sure. Powerful books that I read on leadership outside of the Christian genre. And then I did study some, uh, you know, good leaders in, you know, I read your books on leadership and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people around and surrounding yourself with good leaders, I think is valuable. If you sure. see someone who is leading well, like I wanted to see how they did it and spent time with them and submitting to the process of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, again, I go back to just because you're a leader doesn't mean you've arrived. No like leader you have has to, arrived. No, you have For to keep Jesus. growing. <laughs> it is a process, that's yeah. right. You have to keep growing and keep yeah. learning. And and so I didn't just read books on good leadership. I read books on bad leadership. Like mm-hmm. to- how not to do it. Yeah, right? like toxic leadership and abuse in the church. I read those yeah. books because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be a bad leader. And so... I think for us, like I, I'm the reader in the family, and so I would read, we would discuss, and we would pray, submit everything to God because Good. He's the ultimate leader. Exactly. You know, and we trust in God's leadership. So as He's teaching us through whatever we're reading or studying or whatever school we're at, mm. we trust in God's leadership in the midst of that to help us be healthy and better leaders. So you would say, I'm sure, what you're saying behind the scenes would be that leaders need to keep growing. Absolutely. You, you yes. get to place Absolutely. You learn it all. Read books, even if you disagree with some stuff. You're learning. Read books. In the talk process. to people. Sit with yeah. leaders. And of course, Absolutely. some people don't like to read. Would do audio books or have some or do yeah. Brian. And you do it well because Kim well, reads the books and, yeah. and she tells you. And that's I just great. read the highlights yeah, in her book. I like that read. too. I like, <laughs> yeah. I like to read Kim's highlights. Yes. I think it's great. great. For the record, I have what, seven books sitting in here front, right now right just here. for <laughs> reference. Yeah. And speaking of books, we have the Microchurch Network's yes, book, A Church awesome for a New book. Generation, which really, in fact, Brian and Kim's story is in here. The House House Microchurch Network story is in this book. Uh, yours truly, Larry Carter, written that. And that again, for you who's tuned in now, that is free. Uh, for five days, ebook free for five days, and all that's on the show notes. If you want to know more about our school, that's all on the show notes. You know, all those things. If you want to yeah. connect more with this, now let's talk more about the network. Sure. Some of the churches are within driving distance Correct. of your house, some are outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Okay, yeah. Right now, we uh, so 10 of the churches are in our area, immediate okay. area. We have two that are outside, like you just said. One is in New Jersey, yeah. one is Michigan. And so um, we 
we try to make a regular connection with them, whether it, it's through uh, some type of virtual uh, connection, sure. Zoom or something, sure. or if we can physically be there in, mm-hmm. on their, in their location. The New Jersey group is much easier. We can drive or they can drive here. Right. Uh, it's about a two-hour drive. Uh, the group in Michigan is a little a little harder to do that. So you are open to people being in the network <clears throat> that might be yes. outside the area. Yes. Absolutely. And as we're growing, that is our heart to see it, uh, to, to, to multiply out yeah. and for us to be able to have more time to go and spend time with them, pouring yeah. into their, them and their leaders, helping them, um, you know, grow into what God's calling right. for them in their area. Right. Uh, it is exciting right now. We, you know, in the network, uh, we are seeing, amazing growth um and i don't mean that in just numbers i'm talking about in people right. like the michigan the team in michigan they are working with four or five groups of people right, right now that have the potential to actually multiply into house churches wow. and they're in different areas of michigan not just in their immediate right. area and their heart would be to have their own network, network. within the network exactly that's, correct. that's who we are moving yeah. to movements network and network yeah. family family and, and I, it looks different for every church and every right. leader some just want to be you know they want all their churches to connect to the network and some want to be like it, like if Shift had seven churches that were planted by Shift, they might not all come in the network. It might just right. be Shift in the network. Right, correct. And there's there's no right or wrong. Exactly. It's whatever the leader feels they need. And see, that's because you said it's it so well from oriented. the beginning. It's people. Right. It's focusing <laughs> on people yeah. rather than focusing on a, a program. program. Are there guidelines? Of course, we all need guidelines. Every family exactly. needs guidelines. But we're focusing yeah. on people and helping people grow. Yeah. yeah. That That is just fantastic. Give us a couple examples of different kinds of house churches, microchurches in the network, because they're really different. They all have their own name. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the real secret, obviously, is Usually, a church takes on the personality of their leadership. Right. You know, like you guys have a strong teaching church because you're mm-hmm. a teacher. Talk yeah. about some of the different kinds of house churches. Well, I, I mean, the <laughs> different kinds. I would say that everything that we would do on a, a night that we meet as as churches, pretty much we all do it differently. Whether it's right. from how we do our meal together, uh, to the worship time, to the prayer time, to what we focus on. And so, yeah, yeah you are. There are some that are very strong evangelistically. Um, that church in particular, they take one night to meet corporately. Okay. They take the other two nights in the month uh, to meet. In, they break the group into two, and they meet in two different homes. And then the fourth night, they would meet and do an evangelistic outreach. I love the freedom. I love so yeah. they just are yeah. really constantly on the move and changing it up. And, uh, you know, other churches are strong in worship. Yep. Um, we have one. This is an exciting group. And the, the newest <laughs> church in the network is they're all 21 20, 21, 22-year-olds. Some 16-year-olds. I mean, they're very young. And so their leadership team is about six individuals who are like 21, and they are each taking meeting with a group outside of their time together. So they they probably have 15 to 20 that meet on their regular night. They meet twice a month. The off week, the other two nights of the month, they go and meet with those individuals separately. So That's their leaders fantastic. are actually discipling other younger... So a lot of the freedom. Yeah. You don't even have to meet every week. You can That's meet right. twice a month and right. meet in some other way in discipleship. Right. The other, I love the flexibility. I love, love the Well, meeting. and that's a, especially the, the, other, the second church that we helped launch, with uh, Thrive, they, they all just had babies. <laughs> like yeah. literally, yeah. like within a month of each other. And so they're, they're navigating how do you do this now with sure. a baby and they don't have quite as much freedom right. during the week. And so I think they do one Sunday a month and one Wednesday night a month, you know, and they still do outreach in the, map, in the midst of that. But they're constantly, 
using you know platforms to keep prayer going to keep conversation going yes. and so it can it can look so different especially in the midst of you know the environment in the world right now some of us have used zoom and used these mm-hmm, other platforms right. and you know our church and another church we use um you know a texting platform that constant communication sure. because again it's about the people right Right. Yeah. And so the more that you can be talking to people, <laughs> yeah. that's what helps the growth. And these meet any any week, any time, that's any right. day yeah. rather, any time of the week, I think right? Every I night think every, the, every, every night, night or day, day except right? Mondays, I believe. I think Mondays is the only night that there's yeah. not a house church. Now let's talk about how you're helping leaders. Because, you know, Laverne and I have been privileged to work with you guys and help you and work together. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about how you help leaders. You, you have this leadership community thing that you do. What's, what's that? Why that? What is that? How often they meet? What's that mean? So we, we've felt from the very beginning uh, that we needed to meet continually with our leaders to invest in them, to hear, you know, to walk with them effectively, to hear what God is doing in their lives and, and just be there to meet the need that they have. And so with that, we meet every uh, month with them on the third Monday night of each month. And we meet in a home and we basically have a house church meeting with them. And it's a time for them as leaders to come together to have fellowship, community, pray for one another. Um, encouragement. Yeah, encouragement. Training. And training. And training that's right. So we, yeah. we do continue to train um, using the word and encouragement and praying uh, with them. And especially if someone has like, hey, this is what we did with our kids. And then they come and share right. it with everybody. Like, yeah, that's a good idea because we didn't know what to do with, you know. So it's Speaking very... of kids, I'm so glad you brought that up again. What do you guys do in your church mm. regarding how the kids get health and blessing? That's one of the questions I always it get. It is, yeah. You know, what about kids? What yeah. do we do with kids? You know, right. there's not a Sunday school, there's not a children's ministry or whatever. How do you guys do it? Well, I think, like, going back to the original statement, it's about the people. Kids right. are people. And so we don't really do a kids program. Right. We don't, we don't really have a women's program, men's program, kids right. program. We, we, what are the needs of the children we have right now? Right. And so right now we have very rambunctious toddlers uh-huh. who just want to hang out and play. <laughs> so we create a space for them to play. Um, when we have elementary school kids, right. they usually come upstairs with us. And what we've done is, um, like we have one right now that we, he has a Bible. We give him uh, colored pencils and he sits with us and follows along in the Bible and he can color in his Bible. And then we ask him, what did he learn that night? Or he talks to his parents afterwards. If there's youth, you know, we try to get the youth as involved in the regular service with us or a regular time together. And we do have a youth group for the network so that all the youth groups can come together. Then our network right. youth group joins Dove USA. Right. And right. they go on, they just right. run the retreat and they'll, yep. you know, they'll do the missions together. But I, I'm very much with kids. Where are they at? What are their needs? Asking the parents, what would you like us to do for your children? Because they're your children. So I'm not taking ownership of your kids, but I will do whatever you want me to do. But kids' curriculum is very helpful. (laughs) Yeah, you've written some of it. And I did write a Bible-based, using a discovery Bible method for kids. I wrote a very simple. Tell us what that's called so we can get it on the show notes if anybody wants Um, to. It's called Disciple Kidship. Okay. And it is on Amazon. It's just a simple format Especially like with when you have young kids like we do, you only have maybe three minutes to give right, them the gospel message right, and a story sure. about Zacchaeus, and then they're off. I mean, <laughs> so it's using stuff like that that's very simple, easy, stickers, whatever, you know, be creative. So over the summer, we did fun things like um, I used a, a, a 
we did like a big circus theme and so mm-hmm. the whole downstairs was decorated like a circus and then we sure. did for the kids love monster trucks so we did this big um archaeological dig thing for the kids where they came in and we helped them and we had little sand pits and so it's like just being creative and we try to take one uh, the fifth sunday the fifth wednesday night and it's a kids wednesday night so they come upstairs the meal is chicken nuggets and french fries all the adults are doing the story with the kids. That's cool. Now, haven't you, have you ever, I think you have, but tell me, have you ever hired anybody from outside yes. who has ministered in this area? Have you done that? Yeah, we, there, we, right now we have a young girl that, um, you know, registered with, you know, has her degrees in child development and things right, like that. Right. And so we hire her and she comes in and she works with the kids. She plays That's with fantastic. them. She tries to do Bible studies with them or little, you know, just little sure. reading or whatever, depending sure. on the age. But that's been valuable to hire someone. Yeah, and one of the beauties of house church is just being able to constantly stay in a place of flexibility <clears throat> being fluid to move in and out of seasons as the church changes or grows so example with the kids we at one time had a lot of youth well they've grown and gone on to college and so now we've got toddlers as kim said earlier so we're constantly changing right. how we do our children's ministry because we're not a large church and have a program set in right. place for each age we have to stay flexible yeah. and move in and out of every season. And it's that way with people. Right, because if yeah. you're stuck in a program, it's really hard to move a whole program. Yeah. But right. if you're just focused yeah. on the exactly. ages and the, the kids, you can flow. It's all about flowing. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you shift churches, what, 20, 30 people or something like that? Yeah. Is like that an average house church, micro church, or they're all over the map? They are all over the map. Okay. We have some that are 10 uh, members, some that are 20. Uh, there might be one or two that are 30. Yeah, and but, then we have some that maybe are just six. I mean, yeah, it, there's but there no. Are a few that are smaller. Where two or three are gathered. You got it. That's what, that's what Jesus said. <laughs> that's so true today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, man, I can't believe it. We had 30 minutes already. This is going so fast. Any other leadership things that you've learned as you work with Michael yeah. Church and you work with the Lancaster, or I say Lancaster, or in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, but the House House Michael Church Network? Anything yeah. else that you want to say here in closing? I'm, you guys are smiling here, dear, so you love what you're doing. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. I mean, it's like nearly some life yeah. for you. Yeah. You're following what the Spirit yeah. of God is telling you. And just for everyone listening today, and, and this Michael Church Network is part of WSA, the family churches, and mm-hmm. WSA is part of the Devon National Family Church. There's accountability all around. So that's some people right. out on their own. We don't believe in people being out on their own somewhere. That was the old movement that's of house churches. <laughs> they was, were just mad. That was the toxic movement. <laughs> that really was the was. toxic it's movement. me and Jesus, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. it's... There's accountability, there's oversight, we all believe in that. But anything else before we sign off here today that you want to say that you learn about leadership, especially through the network? Yeah, and I would just say this probably applies, this applies to leadership in general, uh, not just to, to microchurch or house church. But, you know, in Philippians 2, Paul writes that Jesus came as a bondservant yes. to serve. Yeah. He, he came in the form of a man mm-hmm. and walked in humility. Yeah. And that's, that's really designed for all of us in mm-hmm. leadership. If you're a young person who sees leadership in your life, you know, we need to posture ourselves in all humility and be a servant leader. Yeah. We're called to serve. And so in Jesus and serving people, they followed him. Right. He was able to lead because of that. And so that's just real. That's a beautiful example from the word yeah. of good. how we're to lead in people. humility. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Kim, anything from you yet? No, I, I disagree with that. I mean, that's, totally. you know, a lot of times young leaders want to make their mark and want to attain 
to leadership. And I yeah. think a lot of us that are seasoned mm-hmm. live through that and realize I would much rather take the back seat right. <laughs> and, you know, be serve those. And like what Brian is saying, the posture of Jesus that in humility gave up yeah. his position right, right. Yep. to serve, to produce leaders Beautiful. who served. Yeah. I know you guys are in the midst of setting up a website for the House House Yeah, working on it. Right now, somebody wants to get a hold of you, which is send them to org and say, how do I get a hold of Brian and Kim Zimmerman? Yeah. And you guys will make connection with them. Yeah. Happy to talk to anybody who has an interest Absolutely. or wants to know anything about microchurch, house church. And yeah. you guys have been doing this now for over 10 years, so you got some experience under your belt and that really really does make a difference so so glad you joined us today. i'll say one more time the book microchurch networks the church for new generation ebook is free five days uh, it's the last book that i've written on microchurch and a new church model is emerging to effectively reach this generation it's happening all over the world and it's coming to a town near you it might be in your right <laughs> and so anyways awesome. we're making all that's on the show notes check out the show notes and i know you guys also when i had you on before kim we talked about city gate house of prayer yeah. you know you guys you guys do a lot of stuff you run a company you're a roofing company somebody needs a new roofing contact you too right <laughs> that's, that's right. correct absolutely <laughs> so brian and Kim zimmerman it's such a joy to have you oh, i'm on the podcast yeah. today so what good an honor thank you i'm serving thank you. with you and continue to do that and see what god does throughout the nation throughout the nation of the world so god bless you and for everybody listening again the larry carter leadership podcast basically we're just learning about leadership we're learning together how to be the servant leaders you said it well brian that we're called to be for the glory of god so see you back next week or anytime you want to check in on all of our podcasts and we'd love serving you god bless you Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.